What's up, party people? Welcome to today's episode. We are talking about ACC tournament. There's a lot that went down over the last couple of days, but more importantly, we want to make sure that we have to touch on the number one ranked North Carolina starting at the beginning of the season to not being possibly in the NCAA tournament. How did we get here? You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You know, it's all fun and games till it ain't, and that's certainly what people are saying around Chapel Hill as the team is potentially out of the NCAA tournament. We haven't had that final yes or no, but it's feeling like a no when it comes to whether or not they'll make the tournament in terms of their strength of schedule and all that fun net stuff. But it's a how-did-we-get-here conversation for what should have been a run-it-back redemption season for the Tar Heels. Kenton Gibbs is here. Locked on ACC podcast is what we do. Subscribe to the channel from anywhere you listen to your podcast. We really appreciate it. We're so close to 1,000 subs on YouTube, and we can't do it without you. Kenton, North Carolina started out as the number one team in the country. They did a recreate of Dean Smith and the boys, and all the things were supposed to be like one box out. It's all it took for us to be the national champions. And here we are trying to run it back to make sure we relive that moment again. What are your thoughts on the most arguably underwhelming season for North Carolina to date. You know, this, we, college basketball is defined by what you do in March and May. That's the reality. But if we take a closer look, if we take a closer examination at what this team actually was last year before the ACC tournament, they were a bubble team, right or wrong? Right, absolutely. They were a bubble team last year. They won what was it, three games in the ACC tournament, lost in the final of Virginia Tech, and then they went on a run in the NCAA tournament, and then all of a sudden they became a great team in yeah. everybody's perception. Yeah. Even myself, again, I will gladly admit, I was fooled. I was hoodwinked, bamboozled, run amok, and led astray mm -hmm. by their success in March because I also overvalued success in March, but it won't happen again. I learned from my mistakes. With that being said, this team came back as the same team. And everybody makes fun of me for always saying, homie, you was who you was when you got here. But the proof is in the schedule, the results, the pudding. And, you know, listen, there's a couple things, right? Hubert Davis's postgame conference talking about how we can show that we can compete with the best of them. And I, while that's all well and good, my guy, you got to win against the best of them. That's that's the nature of this beast. It's wins and losses. As much as you want to say we have the good old tribe, we have the moral victories, and we've shown our growth, don't nobody care about potential but a, a girl and a boy in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can't. I can't work off that because my job, your job, things that how we get to where we are boil down to results. It's and, just results. And I'm glad you said a boy or girl in a relationship because even when you become a man or woman, that potential don't mean nothing, not much yeah. Oh, it could yeah. be a boy or a boy, a girl or a girl, whatever your function is. You know what I'm saying? No, make sure I'm, that's clear. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Not, I we're got not you. talking about orientation. I'm just saying I got you. boy and girl indicates youth because yeah. it matters when you're young. When you get to a certain point, it yeah. has to be actualized into yeah. production. It has yeah. to be actualized into, I believe that you could be these things. You are showing me that you are these things. I am excited because you are what you said you were. Right. And at the end of the day, again, we got fooled. Everybody was fooled. 
We saw a team that lost in the national championship last year, bringing back four of their five starters. And they said, this team should be, you know, they should be running through the ACC, running through the nation like a Tomb Raider. And the nation and the ACC said, "Ah, not so fast, my friend. We're going to show that now. Yeah, but Kenton, let's talk about Armando Bacot's comments uh, last night after the loss. Well, maybe we weren't that good. So were you you all actually hoodwinked and bamboozled? Were you believing the hype of what people thought you to be? Because if that's the case, I'm a little discouraged because at the end of the day, it's all about the work you put in. Did you buy into, oh, it was just going to come together in February, late February, early March, or we're just going to figure it out kind of like we did last year. How could you assume or not be hungry or hungrier than you were last season because you knew how close you could have gotten? To me, I feel like there was just no dog mentality, energy besides RJ Davis. Like last night showed me if anybody's coming back, I want it to be RJ. Everybody else, honey. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Uh, in the in the words of Lil Dirk, they'll still be alive right now if you people ain't gas them up. And this was a situation where folks start <laughs> reading their press clippings. Folks start reading their press clipping. They yeah. Say, Boys, the haze in the barn. We've done it. We've done it. We what do we need to listen to Huey for? We were all right last season not listening to him, and we figured it out and how to get to the final four. We figured out how to get to the natty. Why do well, we Huey- need to- Right. But Hubert, I'm listening. I'm looking at you as well. Not only did Tony Bennett last night was talking about going into this game conversation, Virginia won 68 to 59. Tony Bennett put on a master class of how to beat a team that got you. You know what I mean? Like that was the ultimate get back. As many times North Carolina looked like they had an opportunity to get into the game. Tony Bennett said, "Uh, uh-uh, not so fast. I mean, defensively, they just could not keep up with Virginia offensively they could not keep up with Virginia got it close but when they got the pressure and it started to get a little intense and they saw the writing on the wall they went back to North Carolina of old and throwing up ridiculous shots that just no 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 well you know I mean, it, is, <laughs> it is what it is you know that's a that's a situation where of course you want to look at you of course yeah like I said it, you they, have to. You can say you can say that you know the the situation with uh, Roach saying, "Oh, I knew they weren't going to communicate because they didn't communicate properly all game." You could say that well, that's on the players because you coach them up to do it. But at a certain point, if the players are not doing what you need them to do, why are you as a coach? What are you as a coach not tapping into to make them do that thing? You're to supposed to bring out the best of them, court. right? Is that and, what? It's, and, okay. These are grown men, so obviously you can't force them to do anything, but your job is to get them to see the importance of doing the little things. That is your job. And and he, you know, and Hubie did not do so. So, so wait, I mean, Kenton, wait, wait, wait. I got another, another question for you because you're the expert here. When the kids don't do what you're coaching them up to do, you're not bringing out the best of them. When is it time to say, all right, sit your happy parts down? Like, when do you have those conversations if your starters aren't delivering? I've seen Roy take a whole starting lineup out and say, have a seat if you're not trying to do it the way I told you. I mean, I'm going to tell you, I'm a very I'm, – I'm not as loyal as a lot of these coaches are. I'm yeah. not. It's the reason I'm, I'm in media and not a coach because <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, right, I'm not the type of person that's going to scream and yell and cuss and fuss at you. I'm going to just tell you, the violence that I do is violence against your minutes. That's going to be the violence you get from me. The yeah. yelling you get from me is going to be the yelling against your minutes. Yeah. I'm going to say, hey, 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 oh, we now wait a minute. I'm pretty sure I told y'all that we were going to run drop coverage when they did pick and rolls and we were going to pre-rotate and you were going to get here. You, were, Oh, okay. Y'all don't want to do that. 
hey, come on, come on, sit right here, sit yeah. right here. We'll yeah. we'll put the walk-ons out there, and yeah. they may get work, but guess what? They're gonna be in the right position. They're gonna Absolutely. be in the right position. And then I come from a coaching, a I come from coaches who were happy. I came from a coach who benched an All-American because he wore a visor. And in, in Thomas Wilcher, he benched an All-American because he wore a visor when coach said, don't do that. Yeah. So if you don't do with everything on the everything on the uh, court, everything on the field, everything on the ice, whatever surface you play on is one of two things as a head coach. It is either what you coach the players to do or what you allow them to do. Yeah. Now, you can make sure that those two things don't happen by saying, hey, come on. Come here. Come here. It's okay. Hey, 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 Caleb. I, when did you practice that shot? When did yeah. you practice that 30-footer off yeah. one foot fading away? Don't worry, Caleb. We got another shooting guard. We got another shooting guard on scholarship. Hey, you go ahead in there, Caleb. Just sit on down next to me till we learn how to get our shot selection. Hell, Seth Trimble was looking good to me, but you know, that's neither here nor there. It hasn't been since the 74-75 number one NC State team that we've had a number one ranked team be so. Mm. But we just also, want that back. That NC State team was 22 and 6. They were a thousand percent. A thousand, a thousand, did not make it. A thousand percent. Just stating the stats, okay? Oh, for Even, sure. I'm just letting you know. This ain't, this ain't that, and that ain't this. You know the correlation is whatever you want it to be. Ultimately, though, North Carolina is not in the NCAA tournament yeah. all because of themselves. They have yeah. nobody to blame but the people in the mirror. And not for nothing, I think it goes back to my age old. There's this. I want to be an old lady. Get off, get off the, get off my lawn type energy. But if, until you start really honing the play for the name in the front and not the back, it is always going to be difficult at North Carolina because we don't realize that people want nothing more than to tell their kids when they're old and gray how they took it to you because of who you are, what you represent. It's going to be a long day for you. Like you got to have some pride about you. I'm, I'm about half some pride about you. That's the kind of person I am. Like everybody wants to beat Duke. Everybody wants to be North Carolina, Kansas, Kentucky. Like, that's just what you play the game for at this point in college basketball to me because you've built that marquee for yourself. And I hope these guys take that into the next season. Please don't play in the NIT. I beg. I'm begging. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see none, no more of this group together. I don't, I'm good. I'm great, actually. Well, I mean. <laughs> I'm great. I don't want to see it no more. I'll, I'll tell you this. I was mm -hmm. talking about some of the other schools in the ACC and them talking about they didn't want to play if they weren't in the uh, NCAA tournament. North Carolina is one of the schools that has a legitimate case for, like, I'm not playing in NIT. Like, they, they have a legitimate case for, hey, look at our ceiling. We're not playing in that. And they can they can work that out. Now, some of you other schools that were saying that, watch your mouth. Caleb watch Love it. was the only one who kind of said I would want to play, and I'm like, I bet you do. I bet your little tail do. And you know what? There's that. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout. The same game parlay. Don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. 
From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So Kenton has an early exit today, but of course we couldn't get him out of here without talking about the quarterfinals that we saw last night. I'm going to go ahead and get to it because I know you got to go. NC State Clemson. How embarrassing the for three, the pack. The three biggest losses this season uh, by NC State were all suffered at the hands of Clemson. At this point in time, I feel like it's 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 a case of Coach Keats being who he is, right? Like there hmm. should not be any surprises. There shouldn't be any. So this is you blaming on the coaching style. Brown out coached Keats. Yeah, you don't lose by this much, this many times consecutively. And I'm I'm gonna start with Coach Keats, but then I'm okay. gonna move it to the um, intestinal fortitude and toughness of the players. Hmm. Like the reality is, you know. You're NC State. You know you're never going to get the whistle. You know you're never going to get the call. Ooh, yeah, you got a terrible third call on, on DJ Burns that sent him to the bench. Sure, fine. To Quavian Smith, you could not throw a rock in the ocean in this game. And everybody thought after last game, oh, he's back. He's good now. Mm-hmm. No, he wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't. He, he still is struggling. He still is, is having a very tough time, having a very tough go at it. And defensively, I mean, yes – I, it is baffling to see that Clemson got this hot three times and see that there was some good defense and, and Clemson was just hitting tough shots. But also, there was a, a feeling of quit at certain points in time. There was a, a mm-hmm. feeling where I remember one possession in particular where they got like two to three consecutive offensive rebounds and one of their bigs of Clemson was uh, throwing the ball back to himself off the rim at a point. Uh, like he was running a drill of some sort until he finally tipped it in. Players got to be tougher. Players NC, State, be tough. NC State did enough. They're still going to NCAA tournament? Yeah, they're in. I, I think that they're safely in. Clemson um, needs to keep winning. Now, here's the interesting thing. Here's the crazy thing about it. Clemson has beaten NC State three times. I believe they've beaten Duke as well. But their losses are so bad. You cannot lose to this Louisville team. Losing to North Carolina also. Mm. I mean, losing to North Carolina is not that bad because they lost at, at in uh, the Dean mm-hmm. Dome, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, not that bad. Not that okay. bad. Okay. Losing to Louisville anywhere. <laughs> I don't care if you're in L. Ellis's literal backyard playing that basketball game. Yeah. You shouldn't lose. NC State losing. NC State, if NC State had a one, that would have helped elevate North Carolina, no? Um, I, I mean. I'm again, asking. North Carolina won a, won a game against them at home, lost on the road. Uh, uh, you know, a split with them, like, it's. I don't think that that helps all that much. But Sure, sure. All right, well, look, at the end of the day, it is what it is when it comes to these games. You got to keep moving forward. Clemson and Virginia will face off against each other. Who you got as that W before I get you out of here? Oh, I, I think that Virginia takes that game. Uh, again, when you talk about intestinal fortitude and coaching adjustments, which NC State lacks, you're looking at the specialty of Virginia, right? Yeah. Like you're you're looking at a team that is as tough as nails, that defensively is going to hound you, harass you. They're going to play slow, plodding, methodical ball. They don't need to get out a ton in the break. That's not – their game isn't heavily dependent on the break because they're like, oh, y'all want to play a nice, nasty, slow-paced game? That's what we love. That's what – come on, get in this playpen with us. Aren't you so lucky that you get to get out of here before the cable conversation? I know you, you're you dying. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. I got to get in on this one. 
I got to get in on this one. Let me tell you something now. Uh-huh. Let me tell you something. Let me learn you something. Yeah. It's unfortunate. And I want you to think about how, how crazy this is. Had Duke won, I mean, I'm sorry, had Pitt won at Miami that last game of the season, they would have got the bye. They wouldn't have had to play Duke in this game. And yet, that difference caused them to get the wheels whooped off them. Beat the brakes off of them. Mm. But does Duke look really good right now? Is they Duke- do. They do look what really a crazy good. time. They look really good. It's like they've figured it out. It's like they've seen the light or something. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I, I don't know what it is or how it is, but they're doing what they need to do. I mean, they're firing on all cylinders. Uh, Proctor's getting better by the game. Roach is who he is. For doing the just part. what, yeah. Doing Filipowski, just what Filipowski yeah. getting better by the game and, yeah. and doing good things. Lively has come alive. And yeah. you did not see this lively in, in for most of the season. So, you know, I'm looking up and I'm just saying to myself, yeah, Pitt, you got waxed. But also, Duke just looks really good. I don't want to say yeah. Pitt looks really bad. Duke looks really good. Do you think they beat Miami today? <sighs> That's tough. Uh, That's I your give, time. <laughs> I give the nod to Miami, but that is my time. I have to get on out of here. Peace and love to the uh, viewers of Locked On ACC. Kenton Gibbs, ladies and gentlemen, of course, he's always here every single day. We'll talk to him on Monday as we review the rest of these shows. Let's get into some of these quarterfinal matchups. Wake Forest was taken down by Miami 74-72. to It's a shame, though, because when you think about what Wake Forest could have been and probably should have been this season, the fact that um, Damari Monsanto was not there certainly played reared its ugly head for the Demon Deacons, right? You, at a time when you needed some sharp shooters, it certainly would have been best to have Monsanto in the conversation. 74-72 loss. Miami doing just enough. Survive in advance mentality when it comes to these tournaments. And they have a big foe in front of them. As we mentioned, Duke and Miami face off today at 7 p.m. on ESPN2. You don't want to miss that one. As we said to you, Duke is looking great. Miami has been great all season. This is two teams that have gone back and forth in terms of victories. They split throughout the regular season. Miami is the co-champion. Duke came up third. They wanted to be in the conversation. Arguably, some people think they should be in the conversation. We'd love to know your thoughts. Leave it in the comments for us. I think the Hurricanes are able to pull this one away, but it is going to be a nail-biter for sure. Having the tournament in Greensboro will certainly be on the Blue Devils' side. All that advantage stuff, but a good semifinal on the way again at 7 p.m. on ESPN2. Talk about Clemson and Virginia, a Clemson team that, you know, has been was leading the ACC throughout the season. Virginia, a team that you can never count out because of who their coach is and the talent that they have. Is Who is going to go off tonight? Is it going to be Franklin? Last night it was Reese Beekman. Is it going to be Kihei Clark? What about McNeely, Vanderplas? You can talk about Shedrick. Like, Frank, like every single person you can make a case for why they're going to be dominant and they just figure out ways to win offensively if they are sound and they give a defensive performance like they did last night, it is certainly going to be in the Cavs' favor. Can they stop P.J. Hall? Can they limit Hunter Tyson? They're going to have to figure out Chase Hunter and Brevin Galloway, but I certainly put that with Kihei Clark and have full confidence that he can do it. In this matchup, I'm going to give it to Virginia. I just feel like they got things rolling. A lot of conversation last night was around the fact that Tony Bennett sort of has these ACC or even bas- college basketball coaches out of the conversation, right? You've got Bayheim retiring. You got Mike Bray going on his way away from Notre Dame. You have North Carolina's Roy Williams who retired. You had Coach K give up the thing. Is 
Coach Bennett, the new king of the ACC. We can make an argument. He's the only one right now that I feel like job he don't even have to think about besides Laranega, and that's just because of who he is. I love Coach Laranega. I think he should have been coach of the year. But is there another king of the castle right now when it comes to basketball, college basketball for the ACC? We'd love to hear your thoughts. Please leave it in the comments if you have a choice and preference. As we move through the rest of the ACC tournament, we've got two well, really three games left. Make sure that you dial in at Locked on ACC. Follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure we roll from there. As you continue to get coverage throughout the spring, summer NCAA tournament selection, selection Sunday, Locked on College Basketball will be in full swing for you. So you can check out who may or may not make this tournament for our ACC teams. We talked earlier about North Carolina. Doesn't look good for them. Sucks to say, but you got you got to get it done during the regular season. That's why it matters. You got to beat your conference opponents, and sometimes handily at that. Frustrating in as they were the number one ranked program, but you live to see another day. Please don't take the NIT. I beg of you. I don't want to see any more of this basketball. But if you want to get ready for selection selection show, there it is. Selection show Sunday. Please make sure you hit up Locked On College Basketballs. We'll have a live show getting all the things prepped and ready for you as we prepare for what should be a really fun March Madness and ultimately a good NCAA tournament and championship series, as well as the women. Can't forget about the ladies. A lot of good teams from the ACC side that are getting ready for their postseason play, so we'll have all that coverage for you. For Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs, make sure you check us out wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the YouTube channel because we need those 1,000 subs to make us feel good about ourselves. We love you. Have a great and safe weekend. Happy Friday.